When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. That's the real balance of, of the show, is that all of these characters are desperately trying to get what they want. And as they're getting closer and closer to actually just getting it, you know, the conflict of it all just sucks them right back in. And especially as the season progresses, I think people are going to see that it is just, it just goes off the rails. As season three of Barry finally returns, the walls are closing in on all of the show's characters, even the always chipper Noho Hank, played by Anthony Kerrigan. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, Barry crowd favorite Anthony Kerrigan joins us to discuss playing Noho Hank, his character's new love interest, and the show's balance of staying funny while also getting darker. But first, our Award Circuit Roundtable discusses supporting actress categories in honor of this week's Variety Power of Women event in New York. It's all next on this edition of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. And we're recording. Everyone got their mics? Ready. Test, test, one, two, test, three. Test, test. Three, four. All you nice. cool cats and kittens. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the early days of the pandemic. Remember? <laughs> Before Joe versus Carol. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Remember when, yeah, I, I suddenly miss just being at home. Mm. I like being in the room with you guys. And me yeah, too. I this is our first time, the four of us. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a way to start. Hey, look, <laughs> it's the four of us. We're in the room together. I am Variety TV editor Michael Schneider. You are. I am joined by new West Coast transplant, <gasps> Emily Longaretta. I'd like to be included with that also. Oh, you're not a new transplant. You're not new anymore. anymore. Just, it's not even a year like... yet. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're not new you're, anymore. You're old school, I'm five man. days in. She doesn't even have, have like, furniture. So yeah. She's still on an air mattress, guys. And those are the voices of Jazz Tanke, our oh. artisan's guru, and our senior executive awards editor, Deluxe. Janitorial Services. Cheese. Yeah. Clayton Hi. Davis. Hi, Mike. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi, everyone. So, yeah, we're, it's May. Happy May. It's going to be May. May. (laughs) Actually, it's May the 4th. Yeah, when we're recording this, it is May the 4th. 4th. And on May the 4th, Clayton had a little uh, scoop about some confusion over Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, it's confusion. So on Monday, which is not a Star Wars show, yeah, but it's, it's Disney War- Plus. It's Oscar Isaac who it's it is Star exactly. Wars. Yeah, he's Good he's Star Wars adjacent. There. So there you we, go. We, we connect the universes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So on Monday, uh, Marvel from the official Marvel Studios Twitter account, they and they had shared the trailer for the finale of Moon Moon Knight and said the series finale, and then that was taken down. And fourteen minutes later, re released it with season finale. As we all may be aware, uh, Moon Knight is submitting into limited series. But if you're saying season finale, right, that would preclude you from competing in limited series. Um, now the TV Academy has autonomy to reject such a, such a submission if they felt it was egregious because they do cite marketing materials and tweets and interviews. And if anyone remembers, I think the last kick out was the sinner, the second season, because Bill Pullman was in it and the American horror story, all star season. Yes. We just had this discussion. Recurring characters. It was like, wait, this is every single character has already been introduced. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count guys. Yeah. So it doesn't happen very often, but it does. And listen, there is no indication that the TV Academy will do it. And again, uh, Disney and Marvel have not announced that there will be a second season. So this is a little speculative, but it is rooted in wording matters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Reading is fundamental, mm -hmm. as we learned. So Words. Reading Rainbow taught me that. <laughs> well, this is the time because uh, we're we're close to uh, the the deadline for uh, you know submissions and one week from t tomorrow. Yeah. So Ooh. so once sneaking up. Yeah. Once that happens, then it's it's locked. Mm. Sort of. Well, locked, yeah. They have to vet it. <laughs> well, because at the end of the month, then the, the ballots come out. Then it'll be locked. But nonetheless, this is now when all the fancy footwork, the crafty maneuvering is going on, the last-minute jostling, which uh, there have been some this year. Clayton, you've been kind of on top of it as you've been figuring out how to, like, judge these contenders. Yeah. I think, I think uh, the big thing is, obviously, limited series is always the embarrassment of riches. And I really wish they would just give us an automatic eight nominees there, like they do for comedy and yeah. drama, because limited series is really where it's at right now. We need 80 submissions to get six nominees and i think currently i'm tracking 59 so it looks like we're going to be at a hard five yeah mm. uh, unless there's stuff i'm i've been looking at the acorns and wgns and <laughs> all those true. uh all those little channels and see if anyone's got anything and i'm not really finding much right any obscure streamers out there that we we haven't been counting the does crackle still like have stuff like original content? Still I mean, crackle still exists i don't know I, it's, yeah i don't know if they have original they had original content for like a second oh, i think right? they they have some just but it's like tubi and and some of those others also have originals tubi. but and I, I so will I, say we'll submit those, yeah. some some of those sneak in though and they end up being really good and people yeah. don't watch yeah. them we, we oh, see this sure. all the time that they're on the wrong you know a good show on the wrong network uh or streamer or whatever it is long long slow exhale is one that i always like to point out because it's a, a currently a spectrum series mm. it's the only spectrum series i've ever watched and i will say i was very impressed mm. And I was like, well, no one else will ever see this. And that's a bummer because it was a pretty good show. It was made for you. It was. It's good Emily content. Yeah. You're welcome. I, I watched the Mad About You reboot. That was a oh, Spectrum was original. I remember yeah. that. Was it Spectrum? Yes. Yeah. So oh, wow. remember those times? And I don't even remember yeah. anyone talking about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, there's, uh, there, there, who knows? Maybe we'll uncover 20 more possible entrance between now and then or if moon knight gets kicked out 21 more because we don't know no actually i think it's gonna be fine i don't yeah. think it's gonna get kicked out i think they're gonna stay 
silent on it. But obviously, we know the reason why they're so strict about this and they've been doing this big overhaul depends on who you blame. You can blame Big Little Lies or you can go further back and blame Downton Abbey. Yeah. Because I think that's who you really kind of have to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Downton Abbey started this whole wink, wink. We're a limited. Back they then were, it was miniseries. It wasn't I, even called limited. Yeah. It was series. miniseries and movie. And they were filming the second season while they were campaigning <laughs> for nominations for limited series. So it was pretty. It was, that, I, I, that's a baller move. Just be like, yeah, we're not. We're not coming back, but we are. Those yeah. Maggie Brits. Smith can do that. Those Only Brits. Maggie. <laughs> well, She's that. like, I'm not showing up to the show, but I'll, but I'll be there. I'm yeah. sorry. American Horror Story. I mean that 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 was also one of the the pioneers of let's play around with this. No, we we really are a limited series. We're yeah. we're a mini series because next year it's a whole new cast and a whole new setup, except for the all stars. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 also, I mean, that's when they really. The Emmys started focusing on the anthology part of limited series, and we had no anthologies. <laughs> like we didn't get any last year, and I don't. I think we have like one submission this year because double feature, I guess, whatever that. Oh, which I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always a handful of like traditional, traditional anthologies that are the actual definition of like Twilight Zone style anthologies, but they're they're so far outpaced by the shows that are. Hey, we got a new cast this year. Um, you know, White Lotus is an interesting one moving forward too. Yeah, that's what yeah. we were just talking has, about. Is because uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge is coming back, but she's different character. Is that or we don't know that. I, what do you know? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we were just having this discussion. Right? discussion. Because that kind of changes, right? And it's right now. It's in for limited. Yeah. I think once you have one recurring character, it's done. Because that was the issue with horror story. With, I think it was Connie Britton. It was the first one they brought back from the first season. Uh, I thought it was just a Lang thing. I don't, I don't know. We're talking decades of. Um, yes, exactly. Of, but <laughs> yeah. So if Jennifer Coolidge's mouth is she going to play like? Well. I think I think the loophole there is one of the main characters because Jennifer Coolidge was a supporting character. They're all supporting they characters, could, though. But like they they could. Oh like, yeah, if Connie Britton went lead first season of American yes, Horror Story. Did. Yes, and then Jessica Lange went lead later. Yes, it's it could be so one like, of those. That could, could be loophole. That. loophole. That could yeah. be the loophole. And we're in another Connie Britton. Pro- she's the problem here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Connie Britton keeps finding the loophole. She's the culprit. <laughs> In the limited that series, great hair just know. hasn't all the problems. It's the it doesn't she's just flawless oh, icon. <laughs> Nashville forever. Five ever. lights. We could just like go, yeah. go through her, go through her IMDb, her, her filmography. Um, but yeah, Power of Women was this uh, is this week, guys. Yeah, um, Variety's yes. Power of Women, fantastic covers. If you uh, hit your newsstands, do people hit newsstands? I don't know if yeah, they do anymore. News, but I think in the cities, I think they. Yeah, understand. it's definitely uh, New York City. In New York, yeah. yeah or if sure. you subscribe to it, you'll get a physical copy through your yes. mailbox. Yeah, that's what my dad does. Shout oh, out to my dad. Shout out does to- he? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. He, Once I got the job, he was like, "I'm gonna get variety." Oh, variety. Oh, I think meant like uh, I was, oh, I mean, in general. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets like. I mean, he does get some others, but <laughs> yes, variety. Now he gets. Now he gets all the time. I've so. never seen a real life paperboy in real life. Like uh, someone really? like that used to throw paper. Yeah, because I grew up in the city. There were no paperboys. Oh right. <laughs> you know, there were there were like the stands on the corner. That... My first crush was a paperboy in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's thriving now. <laughs> paper boy, paper boy. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, guys. No big deal. Oh, God, he's, he's probably listening you. to it oh, right now. He probably is. He's like, oh, the one, she loved me too. <laughs> this is like loving the time of cholera the right now. I love it. 
Emily, have you told your dad that you're also on a podcast? Is yeah. he, is he He's 100% right listening, guys. Aww. He's my biggest I, fan. I am, uh, dad. Incredible. Yeah, he was very excited about our power of women. He was very excited to read about Kim Cattrall, and I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. I'm very, he was I really was, excited was about too. it. Yeah. I was yeah. so excited yeah. to read. Uh, Ramin did a I, great interview. I was imagining her face at every cute, every question. Like I imagine Ramin saying it and what her face looked like. <laughs> and I hardly ever do that. Yes, for and just like that, fans or Sex and the City fans, it's a must. Or read. just that whole controversy yeah. fan. Like it's just it's all I love yeah. shade. Ramin, if you're listening, can we see the video, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, I will call out this one one line that she had said that I couldn't get over when she just said. It was the show was the same script as the movie. That's how creative it was. I was like, oh. And you can read the tone in <laughs> yeah. it. It's, 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 it's perfect. You can read it and I can hear it. Snap. A question about, and just like that, just referring to it. Yeah. Do Has that come and gone or is that like in this like race? Like Emmy's race? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like there's some people who are like, oh, it's familiar territory. They're going to go back. And also, it feels like five years ago. I don't even think it feels like it was that long ago. I just don't know if it made that kind of impact. Mm. I think without the drama, it doesn't. Without the behind the scenes drama and then everything that followed with Chris Noth and everything like that, I just don't know if, I don't think it's going to be in the race, in my opinion. Did, did they reveal, I feel like Cynthia Nixon's always like our threat to just do something, but yeah. like, did they release numbers? Like, was it a huge hit for Max? Like, did they I do? I believe they so. They had to, right? I believe it was. It's Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel Nixon. like we we did. We we talked about it quite a bit. Of course, yeah. we're in the media, so we're kind of yeah. sure. like you know, it was the hot topic conversation. We were all sort of talking about Che Diaz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get physically pained. <laughs> and, and clearly, there was enough interest to bring it back for a second yeah. season. I, I don't know. You know, it's it's a competitive marketplace, yeah. a competitive race in the comedy side, especially. So uh, I, it's I I can't imagine it's in. I love me some SJP, but I feel like that would be just like one of those quintessential like tack on things of like, oh yeah, yeah I know her. Yeah, and so not, just and not do it. really showing, not really assessing the field. Right. Well, Cynthia though obviously also has Gilded Age, which could sneak in. Mm-hmm. So she could be. We were talking about this earlier. There's some double threats that are coming out, and this, that she could be one. I mean, I don't know if she would get nominated for it just like that, but. She if my man Oscar shows. Isaac can get four nominations this year. Yeah, so That's we're, we're, we're talking. He has scenes from marriage, and he's executive producer on Moon Knight and scenes from a marriage. Ah, well, so, but, so but he has two. sort of the two major acting. It still counts. <laughs> like, like a, th- this is the argument I get into people with people all the time when I, when I refer to Academy Award winner Brad Pitt before he went, won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because on all the marketing materials for Big Short, they used to call him Academy Award nominee. I was like, no, he's a winner. Yeah. He won Best Picture. They're like, no, no, no. And we used to argue about this all the time. I mean, if he has the statue he, at home. He's yeah, a statue, 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 then he's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if I ever win an Emmy for this, I don't know what I think, but I, I would say I was an Emmy winner. Absolutely. It's just like the Grammy thing about like spoken word album. People like to like belittle it and be like, eh, it doesn't really count. Ca- yeah. it, it counts. It's like it's still it a goes Grammy. toward the EGOT. Yeah, it counts. exactly. I'm counting yeah, it. Yeah. This podcast is a Los Angeles Press Club Award winner. Yes, it's true. So, and there, we win stuff. There. Yeah, there you go. Just saying. But yeah, so Power of Women uh, variety this week. So um, and and coincidentally, uh, you're you're hitting the supporting actress categories this week. Yeah, Clinton? supporting actress this week. So drama side, I can say two names with confidence: Sarah Snook, Julia Gardner. 
Those are good names. I, I feel like that, those are two I feel safest yeah. about. I feel like I, it's weird that I can't even say J. Smith Cameron with confidence, even though she's my number three. I just feel like that category can go in a million directions. Yeah. Well, you know the name that I want to hear out of your mouth. <sighs> you Ray, know the name. Ray Seahorn. Ray Seahorn. She's my MVP. number five. She's my number five, but we've been here before. We have been her. here before. I it, like because I have Bob Odenkirk winning lead actor drama. I'm like that means Ray comes in for the ride, right? For something, and 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 if she gets yeah. a directing nomination too, I'm gonna lose my face. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's not count out Christina Ritchie. Oh, she's there too. This is—it's a fluid race. It is. It is absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, we have Ho Yen uh, Jung from Squid Game, of course, uh, going supporting uh, Racy Orn, Patricia Arquette supporting for Severance, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'll—I'm writing a piece on it, but I'll say it to you guys now. Getting very first season of Handmaid's Tale vibes from Severance, really? meaning I feel like, what if it just won? What if it spoiled the party? Um, yeah, I mean, I ain't mad at it. I love Severance. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I could take a picture of the way Mike was looking at me. Kind of Mike's like, face. Like it was, it was I, clicking with him. Like, me, me. Like, like it, it's, it's, a, it's a small M. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't quite feel quite there in the same way. Yeah. In ter- I mean, because that was a different year when Handmaid's won. What year was that? That was 2017. 2017. So that was House of Cards year. That was Homeland's second season. There were... I do think in 2017, Handmaid's obviously helped by just the political landscape, yes. sort of everyone really feeling like they mm. wanted to make a statement and, and feeling helpless. And yeah. here's a show that's sort of articulating what I mean, we're feeling. I you mean, you don't think us looking at our future with Elon Musk running Twitter, like really? It's <laughs> right now. I mean, it's <laughs> not a bad point. Yeah. But, not a bad no, point. No, but, but it is a good point. Listen, I, by the way, it's, it's a shame Handmaid's isn't, uh, you oh. know. Oh God! Still. In the running at the moment because clearly we are living. It is Handmaid's turn on the tale. news. Yeah, it's it's on. It Wait, it's still, what? Like, do we do hours. we need it though when we're yeah. living yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, no. Right? Yeah. So yeah. here's the handover. It's... The series has ended. Now you go live. The TV in. Academy <laughs> is moving Handmaid's Tale to the documentary category. <laughs> <laughs> moving forward, so, we'll be yep. on A and E next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Patricia Arquette, uh, Christina Ricci, and then like Millie Bobby Brown maybe like comes back, or maybe we get a new young Sydney Sweeney. I would spoiling I the party. I'm so here for the Sydney Sweeney. I f- I'm yeah. feeling good about I'm, Sydney uh, Sweeney actually. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's all about like how much do they embrace Euphoria? Because that first season we thought they were gonna go big for it, and it was, it was just, just Zendaya, and she won, which mm-hmm. I think is. One of only two times that like a sole nominee won the lead yeah. acting category. And of course she's the youngest. And by the way, the other one was also a black woman that won the category too. So interesting little oh. I feel Euphoria though got like a lot of love over the gap between season one and season two. Mm-hmm. And they like you yeah. had the two specials, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's grown into it's a grown. phenomenon. Yeah. Season one, it still felt like a niche, like young skewing right. show that not everyone was talking about. Season two, everyone was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Succession thing yeah. was, yeah. was very, succession. very similar to, mm-hmm. to that growth. Yeah. So, and, and then outside of that, it's, uh, our, we're saying bye to Chrissy Metz. So maybe her. Okay, so here's my thing with I would say about Chrissy Metz as someone who's this is us, Stan. They're pushing hard Chrissy Metz and Chris Sullivan because this year was a big Thanks. Kate and Toby year. So I think if this is us gets anything, they would be it. Can I also just say, are we really going to let Susan Kelechi Watson walk off that show without 
We, nothing. We are. She's like, not going to get it. Yeah. Just, like, and she's incredible, but she's not going to oh, get it. I can't believe we're going to exist in that world. I know. And Justin Hartley should have never moved to lead. It was like a really bad move. He should have stayed supporting the whole time. But yeah, that that Some that the train. Choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You skipped over one of my favorite ones. Kelly Riley? No, the, no, from the morning show. <laughs> Juliana Morgan. Oh, she's number my number ten. I did skip her. I I'm like sorry. that you just. Yeah, I, I, that was actually an accident. <laughs> she's right in front of me. Yeah, she feels like a good default. Like we know, we I love mean, her because of her. Yeah, yeah, more than the role, but yeah. Although I will stand by, I enjoyed the campiness of this season. Of I hate it. Going down to just the COVID of it all. <laughs> just give it to us. Like, not COVID. The, the no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, what quick, about wait, uh, wait, quick reference? Yeah. Back to you for just two second. Maud Apatow. Do you guys see like something bubbling for that? Because I feel like there's like a underlying like ten, uh, tension, like a like a blood fest for her. That I feel like could she bubbles somewhere i have her like a 20 right now so let's preface it with that i don't think so yeah. i think there's a fan base for yeah. sure but i don't think it's not that level it's not sydney sweeney level i would right not right? not not quite there got it um what about yejung uh, yun from pachinko so i i had a good extensive conversation today about pachinko and i think pachinko is going to be heavy crafts feels like i think creative arts are gonna go big for it <clears throat> Not saying it should be like this in the world, but two non-English language series competing in the same category. It's hard to get the Academy to watch oh, one. Yeah. Watching two is a struggle. Yeah. Th th no matter how good it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe there are exceptions here just because she's so well known now. She's an Oscar winner now. Yeah. Yeah, so so there is that patina of that. Yeah. Um, people love her, even even if they haven't watched Pachinko, they know who she is. And yeah, they, mm -hmm. they they may feel like you should. So, I mean, these supporting categories. The great thing is you have eight slots. Yeah. So yeah. there's opportunities for some really interesting people to sneak in. So many. Uh, comedy side. Let's chuckle with some Hannah Waddingham. Two Hannahs going head to head again. Hannah yeah. Waddingham mm -hmm. and yeah. Hannah Einbender. Hannah Tale of Hannah. two Hannahs. Like I, I really think it's like they're just gonna like have a battle to the to the death. But I was having a conversation with our TV critic Caroline Framke today, and she convinced me that Sarah Goldberg mm -hmm. could do this. She's on the rise. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and and she's fantastic in Barry this season. I mean, they're they're giving I, her I a lot to. I'm chew. about to start it, uh, the, the third season, and I hear like she has like almost like a leading arc. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, and it's so based. It's all about Hollywood, and you know she's 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 fronting a show this season. So mm. there's so much that you know, of course, voters are going to see and maybe relate to, and that may also help push her a little bit. So, Barry, by the way, this season, wow, is it is it? You think it's a threat? Comedy series wise, it's a contender. Really, I mean, it's definitely should yeah, top, be in the I think mix. Definitely a top fiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say top fiver. I think of all the shows that have gone away and have been gone for a while and have come back, it's probably the best mm. that's mm. managed to come back and just immediately just return and, and kill. I think it also benefits from a good longevity haul that you like. I didn't feel like I needed to rewatch Barry to get back into this versus like Atlanta. I'm rewatching everything I don't remember. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's a, a lot. All these shows that were off for so long, yeah. a lot that you forget. Um, that and we're also getting old. Uh, 
So <laughs> Barry, yourself, Michael. Yeah, I Barry will. was one of the shows that voters were really looking forward to returning, though. Oh, like, yeah. If you sp- they were like, this was the one I've been waiting for, so. Yeah. Sure. Definitely contender. Uh, then we have Alex Borstein, you know, the, like they love them some Alex mm-hmm. Borstein yeah. at the TV Academy. They, they don't stop. Do not ever count her out. Uh, I think Juno is going to be a lot more competitive this time. I think she just scraped in last time. I'm not saying that I think she's going to win, but she feels higher, like in an eight than. And I'll, I will say she's another double because the offer she's great in. She may be mm. arguably one of the real good parts of the offer. How do, so how do you like Matthew good in it? Incredible. Oh, He's yeah. great, but it's yeah. like, you knew he was going to be yeah. great. So like, but some of the other, she's, her character is obviously not well, well known. Matthew good, you know, the real, the real yeah. person. So it's a little different, but I, I don't know. I love the love for Juno. Yeah. Yeah. More Juno. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the SNL clan. That's what mm. I want to talk about. Yeah. I, yeah. Dare I say, I think we're getting like one. This year, like I think it's Kate and like yeah, you feel like they're kind of falling off. Yeah, I think the season was just I understand the season was a bad season. Just like we we don't have the iceberg moment yet, and we don't have like the Cecily abortion thing was this year, right? Was that last year? No, that was this year. Was this year? So that made that that could push her in. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, because that that was still. I mean, especially right now, that was more powerful than ever. Feels like forever. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's the one thing that people forget, like you, that it was this season. Yeah, I kind of thought it was the end of last season. Yeah, Um, yeah. So SNL, I think, may have a little bit there. The I'm really keeping an eye on are my ladies from Abbott Elementary. Mm -hmm. And I'm I said it before, but I think Abbott's a quiet something happening in comedy series and Shirley Ralph and Janelle James would be very indicative of that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you go with the icon Shirley Ralph or do you go with the breakout Uh, and Janelle James? I think Ralph feels good to get in right now. Janelle is my, my Anthony Carrigan, like, like I I want it for her (laughs) so bad. I'm kind of hedging my bets right now. So if they do it, I'm just going to feel happy, but yeah, it'll show strength in the show. Um, and Amy Ryan is the wild card for me Mm -hmm. because she's, I find it weird that she is in supporting. I thought she would be guess. I have, I didn't go back and look. Did you watch? You watched? watched. Yeah. Was she in more than five episodes? Yeah, I think she's in all of them. Yeah, I no, mean, she's definitely not in all of she's, them. She's well, she's in a good chunk of them. That she's in that she Christopher Walken part, part, but she's she a big a part big... in the last two. I don't know. She she made me laugh more than sometimes more than the <gasps> others. Ooh. So hot take. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can literally remember the scene directly that I think she made me laugh the yeah. most in. So I would. I wouldn't count her out. I mean, yeah. she was so pivotal to the to the show also right. that I think yeah. it's tough to put someone like that who's sort of the linchpin of the entire series in, in guest. So yeah. that that probably would have but cost I, a lot. I, th- I think she'll I think she feels uh, she feels good, but also feels like maybe maybe not. Like I I would be surprised. Um I wouldn't be surprised either way. Zazi Beats is like the Atlanta, part of that Atlanta thing like they did it once and they never went back again. Uh, also, my other Anthony Kerrigan is Lisa Ann Walter for Abbott. I'm so sorry I didn't mention you, yeah, Lisa Ann Walter. I have to show some damn respect. They're all they're all great. I've yeah, heard one of them. Um, what about Devon Orji from uh, Insecure? Insecure is such a weird thing. Like in on my prediction chart, like it could be zero or it could be ten. Like uh, like amount of nominations it can get. You know, it's farewell season. Like Issa feels safe some days and some days I'm like, Oh no, they're going to mess this up. (laughs) 
but I, she feels okay. Yeah, it, 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 she's a right. contender. For you're sure. right, and it's. I mean, the good news with uh, you know Issa, she's so busy with other shows as well that she she could get nominations with with other things besides yeah. Insecure. So yeah, and it, and will they return back to Rosie Perez for Flight Attendant? Because I have not jumped back into Flight Attendant yet. But I hear she gets bigger later mm. in the in the season. I also have not jumped in. Yeah, yet. you don't see her much in the first couple episodes, but they're planting something for for bigger for later but you're right like if if it's sort of out of sight out of mind that's a big big question mark i would just also like to put my pleas out there the two that uh people say don't have a chance but i don't care any of the two particularly busy phillips from girls five eva she is my everything and i need her she's so good in that show <laughs> and it's a masterpiece of a performance and if they did a uh, elana glazer for the after party like uh, i might uh... i might lose it <laughs> like I might, like I would have to just not live anymore because she is incredible, and her episode is like the second best of the entire like season. Girls behind, Five Eva is back this week. Girls Five Eva is back, and it's still great. Girls Five Eva. Renee Elise Goldsberry, I love you too, but you're lead. What We're about do you think of Julia? Does show Julia? Mm. Any chances there? Like, because BB knew of. Is great. I mean, the BB David Hyde Pierce reunion thing might yeah. do some stuff, but like, this is where there are just too many shows. I mean, yeah. if this were like years ago when there was less competition, you would say a lot of those folks would be shoe ins, but it's oh, it's, it's tough to say now. So, what about uh, limited? Limited supporting. Uh, let's uh, all genuflect for Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. White Lotus. You just en enjoy your run; it's going to be great, yeah. and I can't wait to watch it. Just take flight uh followed behind by andy mcdowell for maid i think she feels pretty safe yeah caitlin deaver feels really good to me right now too yeah i yeah. think i think she's like the anchor of dope sick that isn't necessarily michael keaton you know yeah yeah and the longevity of, of dope sick is pretty solid the fact that we're still talking about it even though it's been out for so long i think it's so interesting that you say that because i was thinking the exact same thing and how other shows, it's almost the opposite. Like, and just like that seems like it was 10 <laughs> years ago and it was more recent than Dope Sick. Whereas yeah. Dope Sick, like, we're Feels still like talking yesterday. about and yeah. I'm yeah. still, yeah. It's, yeah. It's wild. That's the power of Keaton. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Power of the Keaton. Um, and then it gets a little wide open. Laurie Metcalf for the, for the dropout, if they feel like, you know, just going royalty. Yeah. Because, yeah. And yeah. again, never count out Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. That's. I think Rosario Dawson's very good on Dope Sick, but she's she is very supporting, so it'd be interesting mm. to see. I have this suspicion that Anna Klumski is just gonna like. I know, and she's not yeah. supporting. It makes me so mad. I don't think she's supporting. Yeah, I think they're I both leads. It's a little bit of category fraud. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, back to the Lotus. Uh, speaking of Connie Britton, Connie Britton, <laughs> <laughs> never count out the Connie Britton. I'm also I'm also keeping an eye on Alexandra Daddario because I think she's like quietly maybe the best part of White Lotus. Like, oh, like, hot like, take. Like, uh, <laughs> Clayton's got a hot take yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't say Clayton's that Jennifer Coolidge... That's not saying that Jennifer Coolidge... <laughs> <laughs> not saying that... Listen, I think Jennifer Coolidge is perfection on the show. But Alexandra Daria has like the... The, I think the most interesting character arc, and I think she does yeah. so much mm -hmm. yeah. with True. not a lot. And I think... I, I'm really impressed with her, yeah. but I just think she's I'm so happy. She's finally getting the spot. I feel like she's yeah. so talented and has been put in some of these silly roles in the past. And this is finally like giving her some, she's a good like actress. Spotlight, yeah. Right? yeah. It also feels like a role Anna Klumski would have gotten 10 years ago. Like she would have been playing that role. <laughs> like for sure. Yeah. I'm glad Dan's sister is finally, uh, 
No, she's not related to Dan uh, Daddario. You know, you know I, 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 before I met with the critics today, I actually was like, hey, I, I need to know if this is like, if there's a relation here. <laughs> yeah. Ever since Kate Arthur, like I've been making sure like I can find some linear lines, oh, make sure they don't exist or they do exist. <laughs> How did you skip over my girl Faith Hill? Faith Hill. I am coming to a realization. I don't know if 1883 is going to be able to sustain until Emmy voting because there's just a lot of noise being made. And I don't like the show is making as much. I think it's going to be a fan favorite and not necessarily like the TV Academy thing. Do you think part of that's like all the eggs are in the Yellowstone basket? So that's sort of where people are going to say, okay, we're rewarding Yellowstone. We're not going to give it to both. Like, are we Are we really going to go, especially with like Outer Range also in it, are we really going to go like three Western? Are we going to like take the time and watch all these Westerns? You know, and Western a little bit is kind of like in the horror boat of like, you know, some people would just be like, I don't want to watch a Western right Well, in 1883 now. is a real Western yeah. as opposed yeah. to the, some of these other shows. So, it takes so, place in 1883. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> bananas. It's a long time ago. <laughs> very, very long time ago. Is there, there's also a little bit of that ongoing confusion. Is this a series? Is it lim- limited? And and that may spin-offs, hurt it. Yeah, I don't, can you recall a spinoff and a current, like with a spinoff character series with a its original series kind of being on the same year of awards. Hmm. Sure. Sure. I mean, back in the day, I'm, I'm oh, going to yeah. go old school and be like Laverne and Shirley and happy days. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I was actually even thinking, I was, I was like, when did Frasier come and when did Cheers? And like, I oh, couldn't, right. I couldn't yeah. like get that fast up, but that was yeah. obviously when There used to be a lot more of those. Yeah. Okay. But, but that, the, or, that, or how about the the twenty uh, Chicago shows that Emily? I mean, that, that is true. <laughs> all three of them are on, and I'll, they're all <laughs> technically spinoffs of SVU, which is also still on, which is a spinoff of Law, Law and Order, Order, which is also yeah. still on. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. Do and we listen. I think she's great on on the on the series, but do we buy into this Florence Pugh Hawkeye? Like she's going to make it? Like it seems. I don't. Buy I don't buy it. Yeah. Um, seems like a reach. She is great. I, but, yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. But yeah, I, film Twitter thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched Hawkeye, and I didn't remember that she was on Hawkeye. <laughs> so. I was like, "Wait, was you Hawkeye guys saw this Clayton year?" Was throwing shade before. <laughs> when was Hawkeye? Yeah. No, no offense yeah. to the Florence Pugh fans, yeah. but no, that's true. Uh, what about the Tony Collette of the, uh, uh, you know, staircase and pieces of her? Right, another double. Uh, She's real good in staircase. I'm curious what how she'll if she'll sneak it sneak up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then um Sydney Sweeney part two. <laughs> Cause White Lotus. <laughs> she I, I, there's so many uh, the double thing is, this is like definitely a story. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chloe Sevigny from uh, The Girl from Plainville. She's and, oh, Russian and Russian doll. And Russian doll, yeah. Mm. Can I just say, um, I only, oh God, what's her name from Russian Doll? Amanda. Natasha. Amanda. 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 That was on, oh my God. It's, oh. From Shit's oh. Creek? No, you're, the, having, you're having a from, brain fart. From what's Young of the Rust. Like, she was on soap opera. Oh my God. On Russian Doll? Yes. There's someone on Russian Doll who's on Young and the Restless? That was on a, on a soap you opera. I the Young and the Restless. I know. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Glean today. I swear to God. Hold on. I'm like, um, now I'm going to look it up. Hold on. <laughs> Guys, continue while I look um, this up. Yeah, so Russian Doll. Um, yeah, there's there's that. Uh, what about 
you know, some of the show, Nine Perfect Strangers, which was a show that I enjoyed. It took a while to sort of grow into, but it was so long ago that, you know, even though Regina Hall was excellent, uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy or Bust on that show. Yeah, but was it just on so long ago that, honestly, I have to remind myself that was this eligibility season and it wasn't already in the running. Because that was a while ago, but that was that so was long well, somebody commented. I did a Q and A with Keith Urban. He did a song in that show, mm-hmm. and I posted that, and they were like, "Wait, why is that eligible? Like, it came out a year ago." I was like, "No, it came out in September, but it's still eligible." And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Nine it's perfect been a long strangers. Time. Yeah, so uh, should have been called Perfect Strangers, and it would be a reboot. Oh, and don't forget, uh, live in front of a studio audience is actually eligible for and, the the and Dow John Lithgow watch out, man. I feel like that's going to happen, and we're going to like, Dowd <laughs> as Mrs. Garrett was one of the best. Like, oh, it's just like she captured Mrs. Garrett like what nothing else, and that was live. Elizabeth Ashley in live. <laughs> Elizabeth yeah. Ashley. I don't know who that is on Russian. She was on an episode of Friends. Do you remember when Joey when? Oh no, that's yes, I, I would remember. I think I'm talking about. Okay, put down the phone, Clay. Clay's in a dark hole. Remember the episode when uh, he goes to the soap opera awards and then Elizabeth Ashley wins (laughs) and And she's not there and he has to go and bring it to her? She's on Russian Doll. Oh, and we definitely know her. That is is not her. Oh, not her? Oh, never mind. Wait, that's her? Oh, nope, that's not her. That's not her. (laughs) I don't know what Clayton is talking about, but he just went down a very dark hole. I was thinking about Someone else. <laughs> Clayton yeah. went into like the subway of Russian Doll and <laughs> yeah, she... over the wrong stop. No, but she's in Russian Doll. You're right. Elizabeth Ashley? Yeah. So you have the name right. You Wait, have the name right. I think it's the wrong person. Hold on. But she's yeah. definitely not from Friends. Yeah. But but she was in Russian Doll. She plays Ruth Brenner. Is she also in Young and the Restless? Nope. Can I... we just give a visual that we are actually showing a photo of Elizabeth Ashley <laughs> right now? <laughs> That's why we're laughing. She wasn't on Friends, but she was on Caroline in the City for. Uh... <laughs> Which was on, uh, you know, must see TV uh, after back, Friends back in the day. Back in the day, so the is that Thursday night lineup close? after. <laughs> oh my! Wait, we've. T- so, are you trying to find Clayton? That's all the right. Well, I think on this note, as, as Clayton furiously Google's, we got to end things here. Yeah. And, um, and we'll we'll get our we'll get our act together next week. So. Oh, I got it. It's oh. it's Ashford. It's I'm thinking of Ashford. I think it's Elizabeth Ashford. I'm pretty sure it's that. <laughs> I'm I'm just awful at this. Um, from Ashford and Simpson, by the way, with the hit song "Solid." So, no, I'm, that's not it at all. No, that's not it all either. Right. I'm I'm terrible. At this. All, right. all right, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. After the break, Barry Star, Anthony Kerrigan, from Los Angeles. This is the Award Circuit Podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. It's the Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. Bill Hader's dark HBO comedy, Barry, is back. And although the show is funnier than ever, it's also darker 
now that Cousineau, played by Henry Winkler, has finally learned the truth about Barry, played by Hayter. Worse, Barry is haphazardly trying to make it up to Cousineau, even after killing his acting teacher's girlfriend. But his idea of a mea culpa is getting Cousineau a bit part on a TV show. Meanwhile, Noho Hank, played by Anthony Kerrigan, has struck up a relationship with rival Cristobal, played by Michael Irby. Hank is still relentlessly positive, even in the face of an interrogation. This is my first interrogation, you know? I'm, like, legit nervous. All right. If we don't hear from you in two hours, we will all take cyanide pills. What? Ciao, babies. Wait, what? Yeah, monastery shooting. I heard about that. Heard about it. But you weren't there. No. Well, we heard that you were there. I wasn't, because no one survived. How would you know that if you weren't there? I saw it on Citizen App. I recently spoke with Kerrigan to talk about Barry. What he did during the COVID break, working with this amazing cast, especially Stephen Root, being in the latest Bill and Ted movie, and so much more. But first... We started talking about how long it's been since we last had Barry on our screens and how great it is that it's back. I'm still having that reaction myself where I'm just so grateful that it is finally happening. It has been such a uh, a long time, <laughs> a long time coming. So yeah. so the fact that we're finally here, I'm, I'm actually really amped for it. How long of a break was it for, for you guys? So essentially we had our first table read on let me see in like march early march it was right before it was yeah we had our first table read on a wednesday and then we were going to have our second table read on a friday and we had our table read on a wednesday we had heard that there was like some weird stuff going on and then you know should we be hugging or right. kind of laughing about it and then on thir- the next day we found out that our next table read was canceled and that we were pushing 8 weeks 8 whole weeks yeah so we were pretty floored by that and that sounded crazy and that then- sounded nuts i mean the idea of spending 2 weeks inside was was pretty <laughs> was pretty intense at that time how long you know how far we come honestly yeah, yeah. so 8 weeks turned into 8 months yes. and then it turned into <laughs> what, a year and a half i don't even I know mean- what time is anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do what how did you uh, so how did you spend your pandemic i just read the Barry scripts over and over and over again until I just knew my lines. No, honestly, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I just really, you know, honed in on it. No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of spent it in a pretty privileged way of, of like playing video games and, and just freaking out and going through a bit of an, of a identity crisis. But, but, you know, overall I was just trying to keep my head above water and, and you know, the, the really wonderful thing is that we were able to focus on, coming back to do this next season. That was kind of a great North Star to focus on. And just to to always, you know, keep us all pretty buoyant throughout, just knowing that we had this wonderful thing to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And and absence makes the heart grow fonder. People sort of were waiting for a lot of these cliffhangers to to be resolved. Big time, yeah. At least first, during the pandemic, we did get a little taste of you and Bill and Ted. So a little... Little, little, little teaser, little taster of just, Anthony yeah, Kerrigan. Just a little bit, you know. I mean, uh, granted, in probably about 65 pounds of prosthetics, but, you know, yeah. it was me under there for sure. I, yeah. can, I can guarantee it. <laughs> I was, you know, sweating profusely in the summer uh, in like a 
New Orleans summer in July. That's when we were shooting. So it was a pretty intense, pretty intense time. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, that was kind of fun to, to see you and, and to instantly, like, you, you are pretty recognizable these days. It's it's nice to sort of, like, see Anthony Kerrigan out in the, the wild uh, beyond just Barry. It's true. I do have a very distinct look, but, uh, you know, but it's nice. And, and the fans have just been phenomenal. The fans are always so cool, and, and it's I get a kick out of it. I mean, I'm not big on, like, the attention aspect of it, I could kind of do without that. But getting to see what, you know, what an effect the show has had on them and how much they've enjoyed it, that's that's really wonderful to me. Yeah. No, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's funny uh, because it is a show that deals a lot with Hollywood and, and actors. So there, there's a lot of meta aspects of it. Literally, I was watching episode three from this season, uh, mm-hmm. the Ben Mendelsohn episode, which has a great run of <laughs> terrible, like, like yeah, junket interviews. Oh yeah. It which skewer, it, skewer, it skewers it. It skewers the whole, you know, the whole process really and, does. <laughs> and it totally makes me conscious, like self-conscious, like, oh shit, I'm going to ask Anthony Kerrigan the same question. And I'm going to ask him who should be the next Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, no. and, and I'll go with my, you know, with the answer that I've been going with the whole time, which is Stephen Root. Honestly, I think Stephen Root should be the next Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> I think it would just be amazing. Just, you know, see Spider-Man kind of jump off of a building. He pulls off his, you know, he pulls off the kind of uh, Spider-Man mask and, and it's just Stephen Root. Yeah. I think that would be very refreshing. Very different. How great is Stephen Root, by the way? He's phenomenal. Like he's 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 phenomenal. He's the kind of journeyman actor who can create a different character for everything that he's in, and he's in thousands yeah. of things. I mean, the guy is in everything. He and also, yeah. and he's just the coolest. He's such a sweetheart, and and I just love working with him. That's. Do you get to geek out with him? Ask him questions about. Office space oh, or, office or gray, news yeah, radio. Space. Yeah, news radio. I mean, oh brother, where art thou? He's just, you know, he's he's one of those those people who's has such an extensive body of work, and yet he just he always maintains this kind of integrity of what the work is really about. You know, it, it's it's um it's really super admirable, and and just as an actor, character actor coming up. He's always been wonderful just in terms of, you know, guidance and, and just being a great dude. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of a, that's a career goal, right? Like as a character actor, like to have a Steven Root style career. That's kind of big a time. dream, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. Steven, if you're listening to this, just... <laughs> Just fanboying over you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'd like to see something else for, with you two, like uh, as, as as paired as a duo doing something. Listen, let, let, let's make it happen. <laughs> I mean, we do get to see a little bit of Noho Hank and, and Fuchs uh, interact, but um, mm-hmm. so speaking of Noho Hank, yeah. So first off, kind of like catch us up to speed. So Noho Hank, in some ways, now as Barry gets darker. And we sort of, we, we lose Henry Winkler's character a bit, Kusanao, to sort of the, the darkness because he is grieving and he can't really be the comic relief this season, at least at the start, because he's still processing things. So even more of that kind of falls under you. You, you sort of are the one light right now, your character in this show where there's a lot of just, you know, hard oh, times know going about on. That. I mean, yeah, hard times all around for sure. Each of these characters are just, 
in very compromised positions. And I don't know. I mean, some of my favorite moments, some of my favorite comedic moments thus far this season, I mean, like what I've seen have been Henry's. And, and just because the guy is just, he's so incredible. Uh, and also, you know, Stephen as well and Sarah. Everyone is just kind of finding these little moments in a really kind of dark and, and uh, serious terrain to just really lighten it. But yeah, I mean, Hank is is kind of his chipper self, albeit within a, a world that is just kind of caving in on him. Yeah, yeah, it, it is caving in, and yet, and yet, and, and so he's trying to keep everyone at bay and and to to mix success. But he still is chipper. He's still he's still yeah, <laughs> he's he's unsinkable. You know. <laughs> so so uh, kind of. In terms of you had time over the pandemic to really sort of think of, okay, how how am I approaching this season? Where is Hank now? Um, what 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 does this character mean to fans of the show? What does this mean to you as an artist? Uh, you know, did you have sort of time to really think about sort of where you're going now with, with I him? I had and, and... so much time to think about everything. <laughs> no, and but what did like... you come with? You came with the solution, right? But I, I, I figured it all out. I figured it all out. I cracked the code. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start drawing on your wall, just this whole, you know, this whole big, the whole diagram, the whole diagram, you know, it all makes sense in my mind. Uh, but no, it was, you know, I think one thing that, that the kind of off time gave us all was a chance to, I think, go back in, especially with the writers to be able to go back in and find all this nuance with with these new scripts for season three uh and granted i mean you don't usually get that amount of time to be able to kind of go in and tinker with everything and sew things together and find connections to previous seasons that you that you had before because everything is moving so fast but the downtime was was used in such an intelligent way and i had a lot of conversations with bill just about our aim this season in terms of Making things work, you know, not just on the page, but but bringing it off the page and and ensuring that everything sounds so real and everything sounds is is coming from a really grounded place, because yeah. when you get into that territory of comedy, you know, if you if you're trying to make a joke or if something sounds like a joke, it it's not going to work. It falls on its face. It has to really be rooted in in. Uh, in real emotion, in very high stakes, and and that's that's the way that the comedy actually you know yeah starts to flourish. Well, that's that's something that I know you have to sort of walk the line with with Hank, right? Because he could very much turn into just cartoon a, character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious. I mean, have you? I'm sure you've had conversations with with Henry about this. Sort of, you know, he more than anyone knows what it's like to sort of become an iconic character and play into the voice and maybe the catchphrases and and the things that he sort of had to live with as the Fonz all those years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's a matter of, I mean, honoring and respecting what what's, you know, what's been created thus far by by Bill Hader and Alec Berg and and wanting to kind of do that justice while also, you know, not turning this character into a caricature and commenting on what has made this character work so far. But instead, you know, just trying to continue to find more more pathos and more nuance and and more humanity in the character because yeah. yeah it's so easy for a character to start becoming you know i don't know a cartoon or just this 
you know, amped version of himself. But I, I'm, I'm more interested in just seeing Hank get into situations that that show uh, who he really is, and that's what's that's what's interesting for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now Hank has a love. Uh, match yeah. <laughs> a relationship so that yeah. obviously gives a, a whole new angle yeah and uh nice surprise for for the fans uh who big time get yep. to see this so, so talk a little bit about that and what were those conversations like in, in putting uh you know michael irby's character and 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 hank together well i think it was an extremely uh wonderful thing to be able to work with with michael irby because i mean again because he's such an incredibly talented actor and when we can just riff and it's so it's so easy and so organic um but getting to have hank you know in this new light and in this context of you know finally prioritizing himself as opposed to other people mm-hmm. and finally stepping in being like i'm you know i want to uh I want to live my life and I want to, you know, finally take things from myself. And so once you obviously get something like that, the stakes are a lot higher to keep it. And in, in the dangerous profession that Hank is in, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's always, it's always super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it seems like he's, he's got a potentially better exit plan than Barry does in, in terms of, you know, he, he could find a way to escape this. Well, I think that's that's the real balance of of the show is that all of these characters are desperately trying to get what they want, and and as they're getting closer and closer to actually just getting it, it is it's just you know the conflict of it all just sucks them right back in and and yeah and it, it's a especially as the season progresses, I think people are going to see that it is just just goes off the rails. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I mean, you're starting to see see the early steps of that. Right. Um, and, and right now, at least, just trying to keep, uh, you know, your crew at bay. But um, the relationship also between Hank and, and Barry has always been interesting because Hank still has, like, this this sort of uh, admiration of, of, of Barry. Um, and that's still sort of there, even though he knows that Barry is is a mess and troubled and uh, maybe his, his affection for Barry isn't what it once was, but he still sort of has a soft spot. I think, yeah, he does. It's It's one of those situations in which, like with anyone who's been burned by someone who they thought were, was a really good friend, you you're a little reluctant to kind of open up entirely again. And with, uh, with Hank, you know, in terms of that, this idea that he's prioritizing himself, he's, he's no longer just going to bend over backwards for Barry. But I think Hank will always hold a candle for him and, and will always just really want to make it work because, you know, He's legit like his BFF. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Barry has been terrible to him yeah. all, all this time. <laughs> totally. He really is in love with the idea of having Barry as his kind BFF. Of. And to a certain extent, Hank's been kind of unflappable in his love for him. Yeah. You know, but but there is, you know, but there is a limit to what he will what he will go through and, and what he will uh, put up with. I'm disappointed you don't have those ridiculous tattoos. I know. I know. It's, yeah, it's a shame. I have no tattoos whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, when I do get to have them, I, I'm, uh, it's, 
it's nice. You know? <laughs> are, are there stories to all those different tattoos? Like there's like the hazard, uh, you know, the, the nuclear hazard and, and oh, all Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're actually all, uh, they, they all tell a very specific story, um, because they're, they're essentially you know, prison tattoos <laughs> and they all, they all actually have a specific meaning. Uh, nothing so much as the, you know, any, any particular mob will hunt me down, uh, because it's pretty serious when you, when you rock those kind of, uh, those kind of tattoos, but they do have real meanings in terms of, yeah, prison culture and, and, you know, what Hank has been through. So, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a story to each of them, which is pretty fun as an actor to have something so in depth and so, uh, so detailed. Where can we find those stories? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's, there are, there are some, some like prison tattoo, uh, books that you can get that you can like you can do a deep dive <laughs> yeah. and and find out what each of these things mean but you know the level of detail it requires is pretty pretty intense i feel like that's a spin-off right there like the prequel <laughs> story like every week we learn like a new reason behind a, a hank tattoo oh that's actually a pretty great idea all yeah. right cool yeah hbo max um, max um <laughs> yeah give so, us a call sounds yeah sounds good to me so what else is on your plate what's uh what what uh Anything you can talk about or well, anything that you're desiring yeah, something, to do? I mean, that I am doing stuff, but nothing that I can talk about, uh, <laughs> which is just the worst yeah. for a podcast because it's so interesting to w- just hear about, wink, you know, wink. things that it will come out in the future, but I, yeah, I can't address. Um, can you talk about genre at least? Are you doing a, so something that's like... One thing I'm doing, yeah, is an animated, an animated series, which has been really fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was kind of the perfect little you know, pandemic project, uh, just to be able to connect with these really talented actors and, and just, you know, use my voice and in a very cool way. So, so that was really fun. Um, that's what, what kind of voice do you use? Oh, it's how, (laughs) if I see, if I start to get into it, then I'm going to start giving it away. But, uh, how close is it is to Hank, to Hank's, uh, Oh, it's very different from Hank. I'm trying to really just, uh, you know, steer clear from the kind of, from all those different, roles that that are similar to hank and don't get me wrong there's there's a lot of them that have been like coming my way i'm sure and i I don't know i don't really have any interest in playing you know chechen or russian or eastern european mobsters i'm just uh yeah i like hank is so singular and so unique and so different and i just want to you know honor that and, and and go in a different direction yeah, you can't top Hank. No, so. no, exactly. Like if I were to, you know, rock like a, like some like leather jacket and John Wick Eleven, you know, I'd just whatever. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, John Wick Eleven would be great. I mean, if I they're calling, you're yeah, not... if they're calling, then like in the leather jacket fits. I mean, sure, you know, but no, but o- overall, I think it's um, it's as an actor something that's really interesting to me is just to kind of swing in the opposite direction as much as possible between roles. Yeah. That's what was fun about, you know, Bill and Ted is just, was, was I playing a killer robot? Yes. <laughs> but you know, was he just a, an absolute puppy dog with, that was totally harmless? Yes. Yeah. So, with, a, with a ridiculously normal name. What was it again? It was Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> Dennis Caleb McCoy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But that was that that uh, my my kids during the pandemic got into Bill and Ted. So we were so excited to have that new movie. And that was one of the highlights of that summer. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to be, you know, part of that, that whole, uh, you know, 
yeah, that trilogy because it's pretty it's pretty epic. I grew yeah. up on those movies. Yeah, to be a part of it that that's a pinch pinch yourself moment. Oh, yeah. So yeah, very much so. Along with hanging out with Stephen Root. So. Along with hanging out with things Stephen Things are going Root. pretty good Still right hanger. now for yeah, you. Yeah, things are going great. Things are going great. And uh, and all the press has been really fun. I mean, you know, it's it's just so good that we're finally, finally able to kind of, you know, bring this bring this series that we're all really proud of to light. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm floored. I'm floored by it. Yeah. You know, I'm genuinely surprised in terms of how well it's it's turning out. Yeah, because it had been a while, but it was, it's Yeah, and you wonder, you wonder, you know, do I still have it? Is it going to work? You know, it's a a type of show in which these creators paint themselves into corners and see if they can get out. Yeah. And, you know, each time you wonder, is it going to work? Like, can they do it? And and each time I'm just, yeah, my, my jaw's hitting the floor. Yeah, yeah. No, particularly once Cousineau found out the truth about Barry. You're like, where do they go from here? Yeah, they don't, you know, they don't table the really intense stuff. Those really kind of, you know, those moments of just complete shock that most shows would build, you know, four or five seasons to get to that point. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, let's do it this, let's do it this episode. Right. Right. Yeah. Time, <laughs> let's time, just do it and then see what happens. <laughs> you know, time time's a waste in. Who knows where we're gonna be in a couple of years? Let's get to the let's get, get to the yeah, let's get to the punchline. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got a couple of uh the uh rapid fire questions for you now. Okay. Um so first question, I maybe I already asked it. Uh the the question that people ask you the most. Oh uh, okay. Uh, people ask me the most. Um what is my favorite thing that I've said as Hank? And I would probably have to say, um, you guys are like Fleetwood Mac. You break <laughs> up, you get back together, and and you yeah you you get back together, you break up, you come back together, and you make a great album, like greatest hits of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so many great lines. <laughs> yeah. So what's the TV show in history that uh, you wish you had been a part of? Oh, uh, I wish I'd been a part of Game of Thrones. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that one and I was like, ooh, that would have been <laughs> rad. Riding horses, playing with swords. They're doing all these spinoffs again. I know. You've, Listen. You've got connections you know, at the you know. HBO Max. I know. I'm like, HBO, hey, throw yeah. me a line. I'm like, I'm already employed by them. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, what would be people be surprised you watch? Like a guilty pleasure? Uh, maybe a cheesy reality show? Or... Sure. Um, I watch Naked and Afraid whenever it's on. I mean, I don't search it out to watch it, but I always find it it's, it's hilarious. And I always think it's funny, too, because there's like all these men who are on it who completely break down. And it's the women who are like strong, who are, who are the yeah. ones who are like, all right, I'll carry the weight. Don't worry. Would you ever do a celebrity reality nope. show, Dancing with the Stars? No, or, I don't no. think so. No, I, I I can't do reality reality television. Yeah. Mass singer? No, 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 not a singer. No, I was in, in when I was a little kid. But yeah, then I went to school for performing and realized that that was not what I was going to be doing in my future. All right. Um, the hobby that you'd be doing if you didn't have your day job? The hobby that I would be doing if I didn't have my day job? Um, I would be, I think it would be like making snow cones i would have probably like a yeah. little snow cone cart or a little place or like uh ice cream yeah i think i'd probably make ice cream who doesn't love ice cream it just makes people happy <laughs> it's that that would be a great job yeah i agree i agree uh and uh food you can cook you uh you got like sort of a special dish you make food i can cook i've recently been really getting into uh korean food making korean food 
So yeah, big on that. Yeah. A- anything in particular like kalbi or? Uh... Um, let me see. I make a mean spicy rice cake. Okay. Yep. All right. So absolutely, ice cream and Korean food. Yeah. Okay. That's a, Los An- that's a Los Angeles place if I've ever heard of one. That's <laughs> totally. That's a that's a NoHo Hank. Yeah. You can call it NoHo Hanks. Yeah. Man, I've got, I've got you a spinoff. I've got you a restaurant business in the Valley. We're, no. we're, we're, we've got like all sorts of careers for you. <laughs> totally. Uh, it all started here. It all started here. And finally, uh, besides your show, uh, what are you rooting for this Emmy season? What have uh, you, you dug uh, if you've had time to watch TV out there? I mean, I'm just now getting into, um, well, I love Euphoria. I think Euphoria is fantastic this season. Um, and then also Atlanta. Atlanta is yeah. so good. I mean, it's it's just so different, wild, and unique. And, and yeah, some friends are on it. And I just love it. Yeah. Another show that was gone forever and finally yep. back. Big time. So it's yeah. nice to have TV again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's Anthony Kerrigan, who plays Noho Hank on Barry, currently back for season three on HBO. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longoretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.